plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management, the hosts of Your Healthy Retirement. Joining Steve and Sean on today's show are Pat Kelly and Peter St. James. Taxes, taxes. We kid about that, but you know, death and taxes, the two things you got to pay and either pay them now before your retirement or, you know, some people think, hey, I got all this money and, and it's, yeah, but as soon as you start taking it out, you got to pay taxes on it. Yeah. And, and the thought process is pay now or pay later. Yeah. And that's one of the things when someone comes into the office and we actually sit down and go through a comprehensive planning strategy, taxes becomes a key component for the simple fact that it can erode away your income when you're in retirement because it's an unknown today. So therefore, understanding what the tax risk is will help you to better prepare for retirement in the future. I mean, the bottom line is chances are pretty good my taxes, the tax rate isn't going down in another 10 years by the time I want to retire, right? No, if you look at the current tax rates, I'm just going to look at the lowest tax bracket right now. It's 10%. There you go. You've got to go back to the late 30s to find that 10% again. So, okay. yeah. um, you know, we're at historic lows and with everything going on in, the, uh, in, in Washington, D.C., between borrowing and spending, right. I only see it going one way and that's up. There's, yeah. there's nowhere but up to go. Yeah, and I, I, you know, the U.S. federal debt is twenty-seven trillion, yeah. give or take a few trillion, probably say, at this what point. Time is it? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so eventually, the government's going to have to start paying this bill. And you know, I know people need the stimulus checks, and I know people are relying on them with the whole pandemic. But the reality of it is, times are going to change, and when those times change, you better be prepared for it. We're going to have to pay off national debt. We're going to have to balance the budget, and there's only two options you have, yep. and that's increase taxes yep. or decrease spending. And but you can't. <laughs> I've never seen Washington decrease spending. Well, I the just, problem is, as soon as they say, "Hey, we're going to cut some, we're going to cut for this program," oh my gosh, people start screaming. You can't cut that one. All right, we'll we'll cut this one. Oh no 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 no, geez, you can't cut that. Okay, but but how about nope? It's like okay, nobody wants the program cut once you got it. It's in place. Nobody wants to cut. Yeah, and we've added, in the last couple of years, we added the CARES Act, the right. SECURE Act, mm -hmm. and future plans to assist during this pandemic. $2 trillion we're looking at again, right? $2 trillion last spring, and now I believe this current package is as high as $2 trillion. $1.92. Yeah. Well, okay, well, Whatever. rounding up. Rounding yeah. up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Are you trying to cheer me up? Is this what you're doing? <laughs> well, the, the, you're failing the, miserably, by the way, if you are. Well, it's interesting, Peter, because people's philosophy when it comes to retirement planning has always been, well, what's going to happen is I'm going to stop working, so therefore my income's going to go down. And when I'm in retirement, I'm not going to pay as high. I'm not going to be in the same tax brackets because I'm not making as much, and my wife may not be making as much. Start putting together your social security and then your pensions, if you have them, right. okay? Then taking money out of retirement accounts is going to create some taxable event. Not only the potential tax event on your social security benefits, mm -hmm. but all other money that's never been taxed before. So understanding the tax risk in a planning process just becomes very critical for that future retirement that you want. So when we sit down, as I was saying earlier, is we'll start to plug in tax rates 
Now, it's kind of interesting because taxes are low today, as Sean just hit on, but they're going to go up. If you look at between 1944 and 1963, 40, 44 and 63, okay. The marginal so the tax post-war. rate. Yeah, the, yeah okay. the marginal tax rate was at 90. The top marginal Ooh. tax rate. Was yeah. at 90%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Today, that marginal tax rate's roughly about 37%. Whoa. But historical averages are about 57.31. Okay. So I think people who are saying to themselves, look, it, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket when I get into retirement. I don't think that's the proper planning process. And I think you have to take what you think you are in a tax. Let's say you think you're in the 12% tax bracket today. I push, my, I push people up to 20, 18, 20, 22, 24, and really say, what if? You got to play the devil's advocate and make sure, plan for the worst, hope for the best when it comes to the tax man. I just don't see any way in the future where taxes are going to go any lower. And I think that understanding that you can still have a positive retirement plan put together if you take the tax risk into the equation and build a nice, healthy retirement. And just, just out of curiosity, because I'm so young, I haven't had to do this before. Uh, if you have an IRA and, and you want to take, uh, you need $10,000. So you get a hold of the company, the, the mutual fund company that's got your IRA or whatever. Do they send you the $10,000 um, and take the um, tax out of it? Or do they just send you the whole thing and you're responsible for it? How does that work? They give you the option. They do. Right, yeah, when you do a withdrawal like that, they'll give you the option to withhold taxes okay. uh, in advance, uh, or they'll send you the the whole amount, and then you're on the hook for paying it. Now, that's an IRA. Right. Rules are typically different with a 401k. True. Uh, 401k, when you take money out of that, um, they are obligated to withhold typically 20%. Now, the other thing that we have to not forget about is if you're under 59 and a half, and you start taking money out of these what we call qualified plans, mm-hmm. plans you haven't paid taxes on yet, if you're under 59 and a half, you're going to pay a 10% penalty to the federal government. So on top of my tax rate. That's right. Ooh. You got to watch your age. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but And if you need to have access to that 401k plan, or if you're fortunate enough to retire early, there are some things you can do to afo- avoid that 10% penalty prior to 59 and a half. Does crying work? No. There's, <laughs> a, there's the 72T rule, which through the IRS, and it's a math mathematical computation that you have to do, but you can take out a certain amount of money over a certain time period. So if you need money because you've stopped working, then there are things you can look into to avoid that. As opposed to, I'm still working, I just want the money because I want to build a garage. Correct. Yeah, different scenarios. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Different from a lump okay. sum, I need something, or I want to create a systematic uh, withdrawal from that, uh, from that 401k. Yeah. Okay. So th- these these types of monies, savings, generally fall into three categories. Sean hit on it, taxable, that's ordinary income, okay? Right. Uh, tax deferred, that's IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, 457 plans, SEPs, SIMPLES. There's so many different types of tax deferred retirement plans that you put it into the investment, you never pay a tax on it. Uncle Sam is waiting for that right. dollar to come out. Hence, mm-hmm. hence the word deferred. Correct. Right. Yeah. But again, it benefited you while you were working, and right. that's great, but the piper will come to call. Correct. And then, of course, as we've talked about quite a bit on the show over the years, is the great Roth 
and that is tax-free, meaning that is money that you've already paid taxes on. You can invest it into a Roth and it can grow for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Whenever the money starts to come out, you are never taxed on that ever again. And I am a huge proponent of doing Roth conversions, Roth contributions, but they all have to make sense. Meaning you have to understand what the tax implications are every year, every time you do so those if, things. So if you have a, a, a 401k or you have an IRA, you have money in there, can you pay the, uh, take 20000 10000 50000 100000 and say, okay, I'm going to pay the taxes on this and dump it into a Roth? That would and be would a, that make sense? Yeah, that's called a Roth conversion. Okay. And, and the beauty about the conversion as opposed to the contribution from a tax standpoint is, number one, the conversion allows you to do as much as you want. Okay. You can convert, let's say you have a 401k that's worth 350000 Yep. You can do conversions of 50, 75, 100, 150, whatever you want to convert. Understand that every time you increase that amount, that could change what tax bracket you're in. Therefore, when we do conversions, we're making sure that either the client knows that, number one, we want to stay in the bracket that they're in right now, or they may say, hey, Steve, you know what? I'm just going to go from a 22 to a 24. That's a 2% hit. I'm almost willing to take that now because I think in the future, maybe my taxes are going to be 28 to 30. Who knows? Right. So now, there's now, a balance, though. Now, one other, one other follow-up. Uh, on the tax deferred, you put money in, I've put money in, and what is it, 70 and a half, I have to start taking withdrawals? 72 now. 72. That okay. changed last, uh, um, in late, late 2019, they increased that. And unfortunately, I meet an early demise at 71 before I touch the money. Do my heirs have to pay well, taxes? Taxes. Well, it's, it's, it's a two-fold situation. Okay. So if it's your spouse. Yep then your spouse, and you hadn't started collecting, let's say you passed away at 69. Okay. And it's 72 for a withdrawal for required minimum distribution. And your wife is 67 Uh and you were 69. Upon your death, your wife has the option to take that IRA and consider it her own. And therefore, she won't have to do RMDs until she reaches age 72. Okay. But if it's an inherited IRA to your kids or someone else, Mm -hmm. you used to be able to stretch that payment out over the beneficiary's lifetime. Now what happens is the government changed that law and you have to take that out over 10 years. Okay. So you're required over a certain time frame to take that money out. You can't stretch it out in a lifetime stretch. But these are the kinds of things people listening to the show were thinking about going, what, what, okay, I can beat them. Right? So my wife or my kids aren't going to have to pay that? Yeah, they still are. Well, that's advanced planning. Yeah. yeah. The, the taxes are going to get paid eventually right. on that money that's been set aside, right. whether you pay it or your spouse or your children or grandchildren. The, the piper will get paid uh, mm-hmm. on that. Um, there's a couple other things that we utilize sometimes with individuals. Everybody is unique, right? There's no one plan or one solution for everybody. Sometimes we look at life insurance, okay? You can put money into a life insurance policy, I'm not talking term, talking a whole life. So mm-hmm. this is something that you put in every year, and it builds a cash value uh, over the years. You can basically borrow from that policy to yourself, and you don't pay income taxes on that. 
Just like you don't pay income taxes when you collect the life insurance policy from someone that has passed. Correct. It's tax-free. Yes. Right. Can I start doing I mean, that's great if I was 35 and, and started doing it, but what if I got to be 62? It's very expensive when you start later. I was going to say. Yeah, this is what the planning process is about, okay. talking about these things early on yep. and planning and getting them in place. And, and Peter... The life insurance, there's several different vehicles within that industry that you can use. Peter, I mean, um, Sean hit on whole life. There's universal life. What I will tell you is educate yourself. They, they work very well. We've had some clients use them. Here's the advantage over doing that as opposed to a Roth, especially if you have you know, money sitting on the sideline. You can design a life insurance policy and overfund it. And you're not on any limitations or restrictions about how much you put into it. Mm -hmm. You can build what you want to create. Mm -hmm. So whereas a Roth, if you're over age 50, your max contribution now is what, 8,000 or Uh, seven? I think it's seven. It's seven? 7,000. So that's all you can do as a contribution. If you had a life insurance policy and it's 6,000, sorry, if you're under age 50. Right. So if you do a life insurance policy, you can throw in fifteen, twenty thousand into the cash value of the life insurance policy and get that thing to build up. Plus it's earning because it's you're using it, there's a mechanism inside the life insurance to grow the pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to correct you on this, but there is a technicality there. And I'm all about the technicalities. Thank you, Sean. If you put too much money you can into create a, a life insurance policy, you create what they call a modified endowment contract. And it's a complicated ca- uh, calculation, but essentially if you reach that threshold, all of a sudden, every money, every dollar you take out becomes taxable. So working with your advisor wow. on making sure you don't, don't cross that threshold correct. is mm-hmm. critical. Mm-hmm. Very if, critical. As long as you know it, I can sleep well at night. <laughs> yeah. Okay? I don't have to know it. And the other thing is municipal bonds. Yeah, right? you can get uh, buy municipal bonds um, um, where you don't... It's typically not that big in New Hampshire because there's no income tax here, really, right? In a state like Massachusetts, um, you could buy a, a Massachusetts municipal bond, and the, the interest that they pay you on that is not taxable because it's been uh, issued by a municipality. So that's part of some, some tax planning. Um, Can I lose money? And I'm all bonds? part of technicality today, Sean. <laughs> so municipal, the muni bonds don't create a taxation, but they do count and when they're doing the math for Social Security taxation. Okay, this is true. This is like Godzilla and Rodan. Yeah, we like <laughs> You know, they're going at it. Oh, I like Well, this. no. no, no we, can, try can, to, we try to be extremely accurate, cross the T's, dot the I's. And, and these are real technical conversations we're having. And we don't want to scare people away. We just want to let them know that when you're sitting in front of someone, make sure you have people who understand what the impact can be when you're doing this type of advanced planning. Now, can I lose money on a muni bond? Yeah, they could default. They can? They, oh. Theoretically, yes. Okay. Yep. But, but, but uh, in theory. We, we got to go way back, but think about uh, Orange County, California, right? That big municipal bond crisis back in the 80s. Well, you so, have a bunch of town, a bunch of cities around the country that said, oh my gosh, we're financially, we're strapped. So if I own, you know, if I bought muni bonds in, in Indianapolis, and they decide to go bankrupt, I'm, I'm out, right? You're out. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But for the most part, it wouldn't happen that way. And they're considered very safe because they're backed by mm-hmm. governmental entities. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. One of the things, uh, anybody listening who wants a copy, we have a really great book called The Tax Ticking Time Bomb. And all you have to do is 
text the word RETIRE603 to 555-888. Again, just text the word RETIRE603 to 555-888. And we'll send you a free copy of this book. It's a great book. And if you don't want to text, just go on our website. We offer it as a free complimentary copy of the book. You can go on to the front of our website, daviswealthmgmt.com, and request the book there. Now, and by the way, before we uh, wrap up, do you two, like Lewis and Martin, do you take this act on the road? Do you have seminars or anything Oh, yeah, absolutely, up? yeah. Yes. And if anybody's interested, uh, obviously with the pandemic, things have been a little, no one's really been doing workshops. Um, we're, we plan on starting up, and you can go on our website and look at our events calendar when we're going to start scheduling events out. We're going to do college courses and We'll do retirement uh, dinner seminars, and we'll wow. have a whole different slew of things that people can go to. But understand, we will cover all these topics in a workshop. Then when you come into the actual office, then we dig into your specifics because everybody's different out there. Everybody has different ideas about what they want to do and what they're going to do for a healthy retirement. So with that being said, you want to make sure that you educate yourself. And that's what we're really trying to do here is educate people. It's all about the better educated you are, the better decisions you'll make. So we want to just make sure that everybody's on the right track to that healthy retirement. Well, and that's the beauty of the show because we, we you, uh, bring up enough things. So if I have a 401k or an IRA or Roth, yay me. But that's only part of it, if mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. just to sit there and say, Okay, good for you, yay, but that's only one step. You've got to talk, um, think about taxes, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. you got to, uh, um, you know, what are you doing with your charitable save? What are you doing, blah, 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 blah. There are so many elements. Yeah. You bring that, and so people go, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, it, it's amazing. I mean, it, it comes down to once you stop working, it's not about your asset allocation anymore. It's about your income allocation where now I've worked all my life and I have all this money and I'm going to start to create income and they're in all these different accounts. And where do I take them from? When do I take the money from? How do I take it out? Do I take it out monthly, quarterly, yearly? You have all these options. That's where we sit down and help guide people through this process to understand how it works because most people don't know how it works. And so you hit on a great thing, charitable giving. Some people get to an age when they have to start to take required minimum distribution. They've been given to charities now all for their last 15, 20 years. Yep. They don't really want to take the required minimum distribution. Well, at age 72 now, you can actually direct your RMD to your charity of choice, as long as it's qualified charity, and you can avoid paying taxes on that RMD. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things out there when it comes to tax risk that need to be discussed in a proper planning process. I like the differentiation between asset allocation and asset... Um, no, it's income allocation. Income allocation. Income allocation. Yeah. But, it, but, but it's a big s- deal. Switch. Yeah, it is. It's a big deal. Now, and that brings us to other issues that we discussed with folks. We talked about tax. We talked about income allocation. Other parts of the puzzle are uh, longevity risk. How long are people going to live? How Make sure they have enough money. How much money can they take out in retirement beyond that RMD? Make sure that it lasts their lifetime. You know, we talk about all these things, uh, both here on the show and then when we host our seminars. Wow. If you'd like more information, go to daviswealthmgmt.com. 
Uh, and now, will you list the upcoming seminars and stuff on the Once website? we get our upcoming seminars uh, figured out based on, you know, the overall pandemic and how it's affecting the country and if the cases start going down, I know there are some people doing them now, and we think it's a little early for that. We want to wait for the majority of people to get vaccine, make sure there's going to be proper social distancing and take the most precautionary measures before we start bringing groups together. But when we do, we'll make sure that they are COVID approved in distance and how we handle everything and where we have them. And we want to have a safety factor involved there. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.